Hi, I'm Brandon Briscoe, and welcome to another episode of The Postscript, Living Faith Bible Institute's weekly podcast and YouTube series devoted to interviewing pastors and professors from LFBI and across the Living Faith Fellowship. Now, every time we get together, we're having conversations about many, many different things, many different topics, topics that deal with uh, biblical truth and doctrine, uh, episodes that deal with missions, episodes that deal with church history. Uh, And so these topics are intended to edify you and to build you up. And the honest truth is we're just having conversations that I I feel like are interesting and and worth listening to and hearing about. And so uh, this week, we're going to be having a conversation that that falls outside of kind of a lot of the the, the dialogues that we've had in the past. This interview is going to be a little bit different in that we're going to address the issue of Christian health and uh, the need for believers to steward their health well, to take care of their bodies, knowing that God has given us one life to live and one opportunity at the mission. And uh, we could easily uh, neglect our bodies and, and by doing that, neglect the mission itself. And so I want to begin before we get into it uh, with a couple of statistics here. Uh, in 2018, 42.4% of Americans were considered obese. Uh, and as of COVID-19 and and all the things that we've learned uh, since COVID-19, we recognize that the mortality rates uh, associated uh, with COVID-19 and obesity, that correlation, are much higher. And so obesity-related diseases and COVID-19 spell really spell disaster. And we've learned that over the last couple of years. Uh, health is an issue in America. And it is an issue in the church as well. And it's important that we take the time to talk about it because ultimately we want to serve the Lord with everything that we have. And so uh, with that, I have uh, Pastor Chris Best uh, with us today. Pastor Chris Best is also Dr. Chris Best. And uh, he is a professor here at LFBI, and and he has a uh, a medical doctorate, and he knows uh, the human body really, really well, and he also knows the Bible really well, and so he's the perfect person to have this conversation with. And so, with that, Pastor Chris, welcome to the Postscript. Thank you. Good to be here. It's always it's always good to sit down with you. Uh, we we talk about everything. You're kind of like you're the utility player on the team. <laughs> you're the children's ministry guy. You're the missions guy. You're the health guy. You're the guy that we go to whenever we have, like, I've got a thing, you know, hey, will you look at this thing I've got? Uh, you're that guy. I'm sorry. I apologize. That- no, no, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's my pleasure. It's, <clears throat> it's good. It's, it's, it? it's, it's, it's not bad. It's an easy thing, yeah. you know, normally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been, it's coming in handy because especially with missions trips, uh, the issues of vaccines, all of these things, uh, having your presence here has been, has been a really big deal in, in terms of helping people you know, do the things that God's asked them to do. Yeah. It, it's, it's a good side hustle. You know, <laughs> it's been a blessing. It, we've been able to use, uh, you know, our medical, Christine and I, I would say mm-hmm. we, we have a, a thing and, and just to be able to do that is, is, is good. You know, I don't mind that. So in life, uh, it's very easy for us to neglect our health. And I think, especially when you're busy with ministry and activity, like I've got young kids, I've got three kids, we've got sporting events to go to, I've got church ministry responsibilities, um, and I'm busy all the time. And one of the things I've realized about hitting middle age is that it's really easy for me to, to sneak some extra chicken nuggets off the kid's plate, eat a few French fries here or there, go through a drive through because I'm in a hurry. And before you know it, a few years have passed in your middle age, 
and you're like, wait a second, I don't feel good. I'm, I'm maybe I'm more tired than I used to be. I can't do the things that I used to do. Your body changes really fast when you neglect your health. And, and so before we get into the episode, I want you to maybe take some time to, to point out to us some of the data associated with poor health, things that we need to be aware of uh, in order to have our eyes wide open that this is actually, this is actually an issue for, for humanity, but also for the church itself. Yeah. So what you described right there with, with, you know, we get so busy and life happens and our kids and what we end up doing is neglecting our health. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the problem with that is that we're literally wasting our lives. Mm -hmm. So in turn, like literally in terms of the quantity of life, yeah, there's very clear statistics that show you're not going to live as long. There's very clear evidence about the vitality of life. Mm. So if we neglect our health, then we literally lose years and we lose the quality of life that God's given us. Now, I get it. It's it's really hard to steward our lives and to maintain health when when we're so busy. Um, and that that would be part of maybe the discussion today is how can we steward our lives? How, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that sort of a thing. Yeah. And hopefully we can get to that. But in terms of your question, if someone's obese, so, you know, you would just go online to the BMI chart and see where you're at. If you're above 30, that's obese. Mm -hmm. So if someone's obese at the age of 40, not the person you described, right. who turns around and now they're 40, and it's like, where, where'd that decade go? Right. What happened? Yeah. yeah. So 7.1 years off of their life expectancy if they're a female, 5.8 for men. We, we don't live quite as long because mm -hmm. we don't go to the doctor. And then we, you know, wreck our cars and stuff. But but right. but we you literally lose six or seven years off your life. And and what because of what? Well, because I was so busy, I neglected my health during the last 10 or 20 years. That's, that's crazy, by the way. I just want to stop and say the idea that just being overweight in your 40s at, spell, at, at 40 spells a short life. Yeah, you literally wasted six years of your life. Wow. Okay, you know, and chicken nuggets are good, but they're not that good. Yeah, no, right? no, no, no. Now it's worse if someone's a smoker, and I'm assuming that most of our listeners to 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 this podcast are probably aren't smokers. Right. But check out this statistic: obese smokers. So it's a BMI over thirty. Mm -hmm. So I'm not talking about the morbidly obese person yeah. with a BMI over fifty. Like I'm talking about. 42% right. of Americans. Okay, yeah. if if someone is obese and they're a smoker, they lose 13.3 for females, 13.7 years off their life expectancy. Mm. And that's if at 40 they're obese. That, those are the statistics. High blood pressure is another one. High blood pressure is called the silent killer because you don't feel bad. You don't know it's high until you, you go get it checked. Are, are more people after COVID-19 as blood pressure and issues has that increased since covid yeah for some mm -hmm. yeah you know it, it's caused some of that inflammation and like i never had this before covid yeah. and now i do and and so you know but in terms of of the high blood pressure if you have high blood pressure at 50 that's 5.1 years off your life it, it's basically 5 years for men or women and then there's other diseases that come with it so it's not just life expectancy but 
uh, endurance sports. So in terms of of vitality yeah, the and the quality, quality of life, of life right. yeah. Exercise will add between four and eight years to your life, depending on what kind of exercise you do. Mm. Nothing else comes close to that. So exercise decreases depression, anxiety, insomnia, all cause mortality by 33%. It decreases premature deaths, falls, injuries, disability, arthritis, osteoporosis. All sorts of cancers are reduced through regular exercise, including bladder cancer, breast cancer, colon cancer, endometrial cancer, esophageal cancer. This goes on and on and on. Mm. Diabetes, high cholesterol, cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure are all are all decreased through lifestyle, just through regular exercise. And then, so the reason we need to talk about this is because forty two percent of Americans are obese. Okay, if that's us, then we're just literally wasting our life. And as a believer, you're bought with a price, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not really your life to waste. We we need to have a stewardship mentality when it comes to our physical health. And that's why I think as Christians that that we need to to focus on that more than someone you know who who's not a believer. It's the stewardship mentality, and that's one of the keys to success. So just doing the math in my head, I was thinking about our church. If 42.4%, well, I will go with 42%. If 42% of our church is obese, uh, according to what we have here, and they could lose, they could lose as many as seven years of their life, okay? That's something like 2,100 years. Mm-hmm between all of those individuals. Yeah. That, that's like the, like I'm thinking about Christian life and the value of Christian life, right? The value of a believer and the, the, their ability to live out the Great Commission, the fact that Holy Spirit indwells them, the fact that, that, that they have the ability to preach the gospel to their neighbors. And you take half of our church and you reduce their lives by seven years. Yeah. That's, that's like, that's like 2,000 years of life yeah, it's just lost that could be used for the mission. Yeah, how many gospel presentations aren't occurring? Right. How many disciples aren't being made? How many you know voices aren't gathering together Sunday morning to to glorify God? And mm-hmm. and on the missions field, we we see this, you know, and and so so I, I would say in response to what you're saying, if, if I look at my life as as maybe God's currency. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm 52. God's invested a lot. Yeah. He didn't give up on me all those years. He's done, he's continued that good work that he started in me. I, I've raised children and 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 been involved in ministry, and he's now finally got me to a place where I could be usable, maybe. Yeah. Um, okay. So if like in that sense, I'm like something that God has invested in. But if I just turn around and have a heart attack next year, all of that investment is gone. It's now gone, at least in terms of of time on earth. And yeah. and, and and that's what we're talking about yeah. is, is 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 our time on earth. Yeah, we're talking about efficiency. Really, at the end of the day, the efficiency behind what God has given us. Yeah. And so if we want to make our lives efficient and useful purpose for the gospel, strategically speaking, Losing years of your life due to neglect 
is actually oh, is a waste is a waste of the stewardship of God specifically. Yeah, very much so. And so, paint, let's paint the picture even f- further. So, you're ta- you mentioned missions. Yes. Uh, f- paint a picture of someone in their old age having studied God's word for forty years, right? Having been in leadership, been in ministry. When they hit their seventies and eighties, what should they be doing? Versus what what are they often in America, you know, because of bad health, what are they often doing? I mean, show us the contrast there of what we're talking about. Yeah, so the contrast would would be, um, you know, Larry Smith. He, he's not in his seventies or eighties yet, but he stewarded stewarded his life. Yeah. So the a lot of people don't know Larry. Yeah. So Larry's a guy at our church who's retired. Mm-hmm. He's active and he's a cyclist and he he's going to different church plants as an elder and just investing in in different people in different places. That's what he's doing with his retirement. Mm-hmm. He, he's retired and and he's teaching downstairs right now in the Bible Institute and the Bible survey course. And 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 so, you know, that would be the the ideal. So if we steward our lives and we invest the word of God in the souls of people, if we train up leaders and we we send and and we're supporting missionaries and different things, over time those relationships are going to bear fruit. We're going to have spiritual children and grandchildren in different places all over the world. Okay, so when I'm when I'm great grandpa Chris, mm-hmm. I want to go visit. Yeah. Because you know what? Everybody needs a grandpa. Everybody yeah. needs someone who can, you know, get an M&M out of their pocket and, you know, say, a word is original. hey, you know what? It's going to be okay. A word, a word is, is, that yeah. the, is that the, is I the mean, grandpa candy? I mean, yeah. in, in the churches that I've grown up in, Baptist yeah. churches, it's the old lady with the word there's originals in her purse. That's better than M&M because they, they're all yeah, right. not individually they're not supposed to, And they're not supposed to melt in your hand. But, but they're they, going to. They do. Yeah. yeah. So... To go places and say, look, hey, I see you, and I love you, and I'm so proud of you. And by the way, it's going to be okay. Like, like that's kind of a grandpa role, but yeah. that's so important. Well, I, you know, people can't do that. So, so, I, so I'll give you an example of, of maybe the contrast between someone who is, has the vitality and the ability to go and do that, which, by the way, is a wonderful testimony. Okay, so I, I was in India, in Orissa, India, and and Pastor Pradeep was 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 guiding us around, and we were going to different villages in the mountains, mm-hmm. and we were going there and and encouraging them and and supporting them in different ways, and 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 as we're going, Pastor Pradeep he he pointed up to the top of a mountain. He goes, "Oh, well, that's we've got a a, a village church at the top of that yeah. mountain." And these are oppressed believers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So these are people that deserve an opportunity for us to come and encourage them. They, that's, now, that's a God-ordained thing. Yes, yeah. absolutely. The places we went, it was just wonderful. Yeah. But this place, we didn't go to. And I said, well, are we going up there? He goes, oh, no, no. We do not take Americans there. <laughs> that's kind of a Spanish-Indian accent. Yeah, but, that, yeah okay, so, really bad, but so I he, I'm like, well, why, why, why can't we... Let's like, can we go up there? He goes, oh no, it's very steep. And then he real like he's then he's trying to be nice and diplomatic, but basically, mm, we, Americans aren't tough enough. They're not 
able to carry anything. They can't walk up the steep path. They cannot physically, they don't have the vitality and the ability to get to the the top of the mountain because it's steep. You can't just take an SUV. Yeah. You, you got to go, you drive for a while, but then it's motorcycle. And you, like, it's, like it's probably a pretty tough hike. Mm. Okay. He's talking about us. Yeah. And how did you take that? I've never gotten over that. Yeah, that bothered you. That still bothers. Because you know what? And that should bother our listeners too. He's talking about you. Mm-hmm. That's our testimony, you guys. That's our testimony is Americans do not have the vitality and the ability to go visit the, the people that need encouraged the most. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, the reality is m- most of us probably couldn't mm-hmm. get up there. And most of us probably, you know, couldn't. Okay. So, so. Where's our vitality? Why, why don't we have the ability? Well, because chicken nuggets and French fries, and we're yeah. busy doing other things. We're just too busy to steward our health yeah. for the glory of God. And, and it, we kind of think we're owners, and we get to do whatever we want, when really the testimony around the world from a mission standpoint is, yeah, you know, not so good. Um, there's some passages of scripture that, that when we've talked about this in the past that, that you like to go to that remind us of these principles. Uh, you mind sharing those with us? Yeah. So First uh, Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Most, uh, most people are familiar with this. Uh, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and you are not your own, for, you're bought with, for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body, and in your spirit, which are God's. And, and, and we do maybe a little bit better at the spiritual part yeah. than we do with the body part, you mm-hmm. know? And, and, and I think that the, the, the whole key, may, maybe the most important thing would be we're stewards, not owners. Yeah. And if we have that mentality, it really helps us because we can focus on health without it becoming a religion unto itself. Yeah, and I think, so you, there's kind of two sides of this coin. I think there's imbalance on either side. There's this. There's the side that would say, you know, in my flesh, in in uh, in a humanistic perspective. Okay, I obsess over my body. I'm always looking in the mirror. I'm concerned about that extra pound constantly. I'm in the gym an hour or two every single day, and you mm-hmm. know, because I have goals that I need to look a particular way. That's that. You know, that's a worldly philosophy, uh, a worldly, a carnal approach. But on the flip side. I think that there's a tendency even in Christians to take what would be almost like a nihilistic approach. They say to themselves, well, it's, what really matters is the spiritual. It's the inward man. Yeah. And, and so the neglect of my body, that's, you know, that's a peripheral issue. It's not a big deal. And they live a life that's destructive to their body, not recognizing that it's actually their body that houses the living God. Yes. We've, we've just completely forget that. And, and so we lose balance in, in the way that we think. Yeah. So on the one side, like CrossFit people, man, they're, they're <laughs> jacked, but it's kind of a religion. Yeah. And, and the, that, that strict vegetarian environmentalist person, their steward in their body. Well, that's kind of a religion. You don't want this to become a religion. Right. But at the same time, there's a 42% of Americans who really aren't glorifying God very much in their body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but but 
the balance. So how do you figure it out? How do you do this without it going one way or the other? And the answer is, I'm just going to steward my life for his glory. And I'm not going to separate out from that stewardship my physical health. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, and that's Psalm 90 verse 10. The days of our years are three score and 10. So you get 70 years. And if by reason of strength, you get four score years, Yet is there strength, labor, and sorrow, for it's soon cut off and we fly away. So, so you know, we see from that verse, by reason of strength, you could get 10 more years. Yeah. Well, that's what we're talking about is just stewarding mm-hmm. and taking the things that God's given us and having the vitality, having the, 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 the extra years, having the ability, physical ability to go do things and just be as you know, get as much work as we can for the kingdom done mm-hmm. while we've while we've got the time. So I grew up I grew up um, as a child going to a church called Blue Ridge Baptist Temple, which by coincidence is where Alan Shelby cut his ministry teeth too. Um, but when I was there, there was a woman. Her name was Maxine Borman. She she taught in the Sunbeams class. All right, and she was basically like a grandmother to me. This woman taught in the, the, the children's ministry until the day that she died. And she was in her late, late 80s, um, maybe close to 90 when she, when she passed away. And she did not stop. She, she was relentless. And I think when I think about adding that extra 10 years, she outlived her husband by almost 15 years. And I think about how valuable those 10 to 15 extra years that she got were for the kingdom. And when, so when I think about this, it, this topic that you're talking about, I can't help but go, go take my mind to people who are, who are like that, who are living the Great Commission to the very last breath. But so many of us, because of health, are kept away from aspects of ministry or we're, we're, we're actually, we, we kind of retire from ministry prematurely. And and there's so many men and women who have a wealth of knowledge and spiritual experience that they have to continue to hand down, but we could cut that short. Like we have the option of cutting that short. Yeah. Yeah. It happens every day. Yeah. Everywhere in, in all these churches. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, yeah I, th- I think what you're talking about, especially that, that Psalm 90 passage is really, you know, a convicting thing. And I think a lot of our listeners need to hear that and, and recognize you know, we want that extra 10 years. We love, we love the idea of being with Christ, but why cut short his mission in our lives? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the thing is, we can do this. Mm-hmm. We can have the vitality. We can have a lifestyle that's a stewardship lifestyle that gives us the keys to, to victory. Because you know what? We all want to lose a little bit of weight. We all want to be physically maybe in better shape than we are, but there's this conflict that people have because the same part of me in my flesh that wants to to look really strong is the same part of me that wants to eat chicken nuggets and ice cream. Yeah. And so there's this conflict. If it's me in my flesh trying to get in shape or trying to look better or mm-hmm. feel better, well, you know, I... I've got to battle the part of me who wants to sit on the couch and, and sure. eat ice cream or whatever. So, sure. you, you know, I, I, I'll say you can't beat yourself at arm wrestling. You can't overcome self with self. So mm-hmm. but how, what is the pathway forward? And it's, it's just a lot of it's a stewardship mentality. Yeah. Look, I'm just going to live godly. 
Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, it means I'm stewarding my life for his glory to maximize, like Maxine. I'm going to be like Maxine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to maximize my impact for his kingdom. But that, but that means, you know, I'm probably going to have to to live a life that's countercultural yeah. in, in American culture right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't go through the drive-through all the time. And 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 so, you know, there's some principles there that that we could look at and follow. And, and you being a doctor, I mean, I, I think you understand the the human body. Uh and you understand you've you have for many years studied what it takes to be in shape. I mean, not only because you're a doctor, but also you were an athlete and and exercise has been an important part of your lifestyle. So maybe you can help us with some very easy steps towards getting in shape. Now again, this is where like the the episode turns uh, turns from something that's like devotional and theological to actually like let's let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's be strategic about our lives. What are some things that we can do uh, to change our lifestyle and affect our ability to minister longer? Yeah. Okay. So getting practical, I think that <clears throat> just in terms of understanding, we want to match the solution to the problem. Okay. Okay. So if I'm one of those 42% of Americans who are obese, which technically I am. Okay. So, so I need to match the solution to the problem. So the solution is unbiblical, you know, unhealthy, I would say, ungodly lifestyle. So it's just a I'm just doing what everyone else in my culture is doing and I'm eating right. too much and I'm not exercising and I'm making myself too busy to 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 be healthy. Okay, well that's that's a foul if I'm going to steward my life for God's glory. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem. The solution needs to match the problem. So the solution to an ungodly unbiblical good stewardship of my life that or bad stewardship the 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 solution is good stewardship a biblical lifestyle, and godly living. And the reason I start with this is because so many of the times we want a quick fix or we want to focus on the symptoms or the signs of the problem, not the problem itself. Right. For example, if I'm 20 pounds overweight, well, I could lose 20 pounds doing a low-carb diet. Now I've, I've got the 20 pounds off. I fixed the problem. No, I haven't. All I did was took care of the symptom of the problem. The problem is my lifestyle was unhealthy. Well, now I'm just at a normal body weight, but I got there and I messed up my metabolism for the next year or two. I still haven't fixed my lifestyle problem. I just went from eating cinnamon rolls to eating ribs and bacon and eggs. Like I didn't actually fix my stewardship. I didn't fix my mentality. Mm -hmm. So to match the solution to the problem, we have to recognize the problem is just we're not being good stewards and we're not living healthy biblical lifestyles. The solution is to be a better steward and just live a healthy lifestyle. So then the question is, well, what what is that? What does that look like? Yeah. And then I've, I've got that broken down into four different areas. Okay. So one would be uh, strength and exercise. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if someone is not exercising, they need to repent. That's it's not biblical for you to be a bad steward and to be weak and not be able to go to the top of the mountain. So so But 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 Chris, but Chris, bodily exercise profiteth little, 
right? Yes. Isn't that isn't that a, 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 spir- a spiritual truth? Absolutely. Right? Okay. Yeah. So here's how that works. <laughs> so bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness, boy, that profiteth that that profits everything. Right. Okay. So if 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 your choice is bodily exercise or godliness, well, then you would have to choose. Godliness, but that's not what that verse is saying. No, that verse is saying that bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness profiteth everything. And then the rest of that verse goes on to say, "Oh, you know, not only the life that we live now, Mm -hmm. but in eternity." Mm -hmm. So the 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 way that verse is laid out is bodily exercise. Well, it profiteth now the life that we have now, but godliness profiteth both the life we have now. And in eternity. So again, don't make bodily exercise your religion. Right. But there's no way that 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 verse is promoting an ungodly lifestyle. No, it's 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 contrasting the great 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 value in an eternal perspective versus the minor value of a temporal perspective. Yes. And and yet, and yet we could get 10 more years out of our life that has profit to the eternal thing that we hold so high. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And if you had to choose, you would say, oh, well, well, I'll just choose godliness. But then if you look at your life in terms of your stewardship, what would be godly? Well, you would end up exercising and having to eat right anyway, because- and this, yeah, uh, this yeah. issue of exercise is such a big deal because so few of us do it with consistency. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe talk about that a little bit. Exercise. What does exercise look like for the average person who wants to get started, who wants to get into it? And, and how does that relate to the other aspects of our life, like diet or just like looking at our body weight and saying, okay, what do I need to do? What's necessary for me to do? Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show. We're going to pause right here for just a second so we can hear from one of our students from the Living Faith Bible Institute. My name is Blade Spiza. I'm from Living Faith Lee Summit in the Kansas City, Missouri area. And I just want to share a little bit about LFBI. It feels like a commercial, and I don't want it to be that. I actually want to speak to you just as an individual who loves God and wants to serve God and give your life to Him. LFBI, though it may seem academic, is actually an opportunity for you to have an intimate walk with the Lord. And, you know, you go through discipleship, you get involved in ministry, and and as you continue to grow, God gives you stuff, and you begin investing in people. And a lot of times, uh, as you begin investing in people, you you fail to get fed yourself. And so I know for me, as a growing leader in ministry, I've found seasons in my life that are really dry, and LFBI has been amazing for me just to be reminded about how awesome the Word of God is and how faithful God has been and and how perfect God's Word is for me. And uh, I would just encourage you this semester to to take on a little bit more. Maybe you're thinking, I don't don't have time. (laughs) I'm so busy. You know, I I feel like I'm just doing too much. I, I want to encourage you that LFBI doesn't have to be academic. You can actually approach God's Word devotionally in that time and trust Him to speak to you in the quietness of a classroom setting. If you're on the fence about LFBI, I just want to encourage you to get started uh, by signing up for a class. If you've never done it, I encourage you to to hop in maybe to a Bible survey class or foundations. Um, If if you've been doing LFBI for a little while and you understand the workload, take on a little bit more. Step out in faith. To enroll for classes, visit lfbi.org. 
To support LFBI, please visit lfbi.org support. Yeah, so you want to separate out exercise from body weight from your diet. Okay. You want to separate those things out. They're not all the same thing. Okay. Okay, so exercise, you want to do both strength, you know, resistance training, like weights or exercise bands or body weight mm-hmm. type exercises where you're trying to build muscle. That's okay. going to make you able to do things. It's going to help you with your balance. It's going to help you, you know, not fall down and break something. As Being you get thin older. and weak is not a Being great thin and weak is not the yeah. goal. No. Um, so, you know, we have strength when we're young. And a strong man, you know, he retains that. Mm-hmm. He's going to stay strong. He's not going to... Now, it. I can't do what I did when I was, you know, in college or whatever. But, sure. you know, I, I could do what I can do. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I've managed to maintain some just through resistance trainings. And, and so lifting weights, you want to do that three times a week. High intensive, you know, training, high intensity training. Uh, that's the most effective, but you mm-hmm. have to be careful not to injure yourself because it's, you're, you're going to just small. struggle against it. Yeah. Start really, really, really slow and just don't ever quit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and, and then the other, so endurance, do that three times a week, start 20 minutes, just walking mm-hmm. and then just increase in intensity or, you know, in distance. If you don't like to walk, you can cycle or swim, but you just want to start really slow. And then it doesn't matter how slowly you increase. The key is, is consistency. If yeah. I start walking three days a week, 20 minutes at a time, and then I add a minute a week. Well, in ten years, I'm going to be like walking all day. Yeah, there'll be I'll have you know what I mean. So, so the key is consistency. Um, as we get older, we want to work on balance and range of motion. Yeah, how do you do that? Um, there's there's different you know yoga type things where you're you're balancing on one foot. They've got the balance boards you mm-hmm. can get for fifteen dollars. The, ba- the ball, like the ball the, the, with the you sit the, on and it it wiggles yeah. around while you're lifting lightweight or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's all sorts of things. If someone wants to do it, you can get online. That's and, core strength, right? That's that's working on your abdomen and, and the strength that keeps you balanced. Yeah. When you start focusing on balance, your weak areas will start to show up. Mm. It's like, man, I can balance on my left side, but my right ankle isn't quite right. And then, mm. you know, or, or my core strength isn't there. So it'll, it'll start to show you your areas of weakness when you do that. But regular extra, and it doesn't have to be for hours and hours a day. You don't have to join... The CrossFit gym, no. you know, you don't have to, but you, you know. So, so when I was teaching, I was wasn't exercising with regularity um, for several years, and um, you know, because I was working two full time jobs, so that was that was hard. Yeah. So the the instant I I resigned from teaching and I came on staff here, I found that I had time to exercise that I didn't have before, and and so I got a membership at Planet Fitness. Now you. People like to make fun of Planet Fitness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a snobby thing to do. It's ten dollars a month or something ridiculous like no, that. That's great. Yeah. And they have everything I need, right? I'm a big fan. And so now I'm going five days a week. And I started with thirty to forty-five minutes of of cardio exercise, whether running or bicycling. And then, you know, uh, a certain amount of of lifting as well. And that's changed over time. Like now I'm I'm feeling stronger. And in just a matter of two years, this is this gets to your point. In the matter of two years, I feel my body feels so much different 
Like if I think back on how tired I was yeah. and um, how weak I felt and how sickly I felt before I started exercising, I feel it's the, the completely different person. Yeah, you don't realize how bad you feel mm -mm. when you feel bad just due to you kind of those. It. You get used to it because it's a slow cook. And, and But yeah, if, if you could take you now two years and, and, and compare yourself to, to yourself, you know, two years yeah. ago. yeah. And it, you would feel so much better. It would mm -hmm. be night and day. Everyone, right. if it was like that, everyone would just buy into this thing mm -hmm. completely. But it's not like that because it takes time. And I think and God did it that thing. way because He wants us to have have habits. Yeah, He wants right. us to have disciplines. He wants us to to have lifestyles that are sustainable. Yeah. And um, if it was a matter of just flipping a switch on and off. It, it you would know, be. Yeah. We wouldn't. There would be no faith or resolve involved in that. It's like sanctification more than salvation. Right. It takes a minute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. And then I would just say too, people are are thinking maybe right now. Well, I don't have time, and I don't have equipment, and I don't have money. And I would just say, okay, well, for the rest of the podcast, why don't you just do some burpees? Like, <laughs> like it takes about five burpees and you're just so like, okay, you know, your heart's yeah. beating fast and you're tired. Well, it does. So there's ways to do this without yeah. expensive and hours at a time. And, and there's just ways to do it, but it's an investment and your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And when Christ comes back, you know, he, he you, you know, like, what have you done with a place? You yeah, know? right. You, you wanted to, to, to sure. at least you tried. So, sure. okay, so strength and exercise, mm -hmm. body weight. Just submit to the body weight chart, the BMI chart. Go yeah. online, find the BMI calculator, put in your height and your weight, and it'll it'll tell you. Yeah, and it'll, people have excuses for why they don't like BMI. Yes. but it is a measurement. And what right. we're looking for is some form of measurement, whether you think it's incredibly accurate or whether you like it or not. That's not the point. It is a, a measurement that's accepted. Just begin there. And it's Trust what all it. the statistics are based on. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, just, yeah, just start trying to get to a BMI that's healthy. Mm -hmm. So between 18.5 and 25 is a normal BMI. If you're below 18.5, you know, you're you're underweight. You, you, you might want to talk to someone, yeah. you know, because you're, if, especially if your perception is or you're not you, underweight. Or you're a professional wide receiver. Well, or or like a professional runner. Yeah. 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 Someone yeah. who's just, no matter right. what, they're going to be lean because they're using their body 20 hours a day. Yeah. 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 And then, okay, so how do you lose weight then? Okay, so first of all, um, exercise and a healthy diet. If mm -hmm. you change your diet, and we'll talk about that in a second, and you exercise regularly, you will slowly lose weight over time. Um, avoid fads and quick fixes. That's not the solution to the problem. Yes, you could lose weight really quickly doing some fad diet, but if it's not sustainable, then you haven't actually changed your lifestyle. And mm -hmm. your conversation, which is in heaven, is that, that's what that's talking about. Our conversation, which reflects our citizenship in heaven, the godly lifestyle. You don't fix that with like a quick fix. That, so, so in other words, you you want to eat for strength. So, so with that, okay, that makes me think. There's there's things really that people just need to eliminate out of their diet. Yeah. In most cases, like there are things that that they have brought into their life that they do with regularity. For older people, it's they love to eat sweets in the evening before bed. You know, after the kids go down. This is a, the new phenomenon in my life. Is like 
it's nine o'clock. I have to have something sweet. Yeah. This is like an, a thing I saw <laughs> in other old people that I thought would never have happened to me, but it's, it's things like that. Yeah. Um, we, um, you guys have an air fryer? No, we don't have an air fryer. Don't, don't get one. Don't get one. Okay. No, because it's just a, it's a way of, they think it's healthier, right? Because to cook it with air is, is healthier to fry it with the air. But you're, it's so you can eat really unhealthy things in a slightly more oh, yeah, healthy yeah, yeah, way. It's yeah. a trick. It's a lie. So we're like eating wings and, and like hot wings and, and, yeah. and the chicken nuggets. They throw them in the air fryer. Yeah, yeah. Dangerous. But if you're eliminating things like this from your lifestyle and maybe adding in a few things, it can change everything. Things can drastically change over time, right? Right. So I think that if, if, so the mentality it needs to be, am I eating for strength or am I eating for pleasure? Is, is eating, has eating become a form of entertainment for me? Mm-hmm. Or am I eating in a way to, to be strong and maintain strong? And, and as a steward of something that God has given me, I want to eat for strength. I want to be strong. I'm going to embrace the the lifestyle changes that are going to get me to that place. And so we know we can't just eat culturally in our culture right now. Mm. Like you, you watch the, the basketball games that are on TV right now, and you're going to see 100 Pizza Hut commercials and 100 Taco Bell commercials and, and whatever else food is on there. Mm-hmm. So when those commercials come up, if I have my my granddaughter over, I'll say, Josie, Pizza Hut's trying to get my money. Look at that. They're showing that pizza on TV and they're they know I'm probably hungry and it looks really yummy. And I'm gonna try I'm not gonna give them my money and I'm not gonna give them my health. I'm not going to just yeah. do what the world is trying to get me to do to take away my vitality and to take away my ability and to ruin my testimony. As someone who says Christ is the answer, mm-hmm. well, except you know at the buffet, right. no, yeah. no. So, so okay. So I have to say no to the commercial that's trying to get me to buy. So I'm trying to teach my five year old granddaughter: you can't just say yes to what's available to us in the culture. Yeah. So therefore. I get to choose what I eat based on who I am in Christ and not who I am in the world. So therefore, you know, if I put it that way, I don't mind being hungry every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, but that's just me getting leaner. Going to the, like lifting weights, it's kind of like, it's just literally work. It's not always fun. You don't always feel like doing it, but it's like, you know, it's just me getting stronger. I'm just becoming a better steward. So that somehow enables me to be able to say no. People are like, well, you're saying you don't eat this or that. Well, you know, it's not law. I, I, right. You can eat whatever you want. You're talking about why, a mindset. Why are you eating? Yeah. And what is your goal after all? And do you, do you see kind of where this pathway leads? And I'm not trying to condemn or make anyone feel bad, but this is part of the victory is embracing the hardship and saying, I'm willing to live a life that's harder. That's that's that because I don't really want to live a life that's cultural. Mm-hmm. My citizenship is in heaven. That's mm-hmm. so my conversation is becoming of that. So so the Bible says, 
When thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee, and put a knife to thy throat if thee be a man given to appetite. Be not desirous of his pizza hut. Be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. So I could eat that, some delicious, dainty thing. So, so we don't sit down to eat with a ruler all the time, but historically, no one's ever had the availability of the delicious type food that like you could just call DoorDash and get whatever yeah, you we eat want. Like kings. We eat like kings. This speaks to our culture. And if you be a man given appetite, put a knife to your throat. So yeah. maybe you do need to do some intermittent fasting. Right. You know, so so they're deceitful meats. So I eat that thing. Well, guess what? Six hours later, I'm hungry again. What am yeah. I going to do? I'm just going to order it again. And then six hours later, I'm hungry again. I just got to order something new. And that thing which promised to satisfy me, which was good for a season, now I just need it, it. And that's ruining my health. And it's taken my ability and my vitality and my testimony when I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be a steward. And I just, you know, so anyway. Yeah, that's good. And it points to the idea that, that for some of us, we need to take extreme action in order to prevent yeah. ourselves from falling into the trap time and time again of, of eating unhealthy. So, okay, so separate out strength and exercise from mm-hmm. your body weight and from your diet. So your diet, you want to do the Mediterranean diet. If someone has high blood pressure, the MIND diet, M-I-N-D. Yeah. Just look it up. You could follow those. By far and away, the Mediterranean diet is like, it's the proven healthy diet. It's in terms of stewardship. I can eat the Mediterranean diet. When you mean Christ- like euros all day? Well, like not of- all day, oh, okay. but you know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so you're saying uh, fish, leaner meats. Yeah, right? fish, leaner. chicken, turkey, mm-hmm. lean meats, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, beans, legumes, nuts, olive oil instead of butter. You just switch over. Mm-hmm. I switched over. I don't really miss butter. and It's not like it's – again, it's not religion. If someone hands me something with butter on it, I'll, I'll probably eat it. But just I don't really eat much anymore. Right. You know, um, some cheese, yogurt. And then just less and less of things like the red meat and sweets. You just eat less of that. You eat more of these other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sep- so my diet, that's that's how I look at my diet, Mediterranean diet. Body weight, I'm just going to work to get to a normal BMI. And then exercise, I'm going to exercise regularly, including both strength training and endurance of, mm-hmm. of my choice. And then the other lifestyle thing would just be our habits. So you want to make sure you're getting sleep. You know, are you getting seven hours of sleep? And and then things- you, said, you said seven. Yeah, and I think people hear there's lots of different things that people hear or what they grew up with hearing. That the they say that for uh, children eight to nine hours of sleep, right? Yeah, and for adults, seven hours of sleep generally is the right number. Yeah, if you're under seven, then if you can make lifestyle adjustments, then you're going to be healthier. Yeah. Bad sleep is really bad for your health. Yeah. I don't get, in, what, in what way? Oh, so overall health. Okay. So your mental health, your, your, your endocrine, your immune system, your, your overall, your body's ability to, to fight off disease, you know, that just, it, it's an overall thing. So it's not mm-hmm. like, there's any one aspect, but, but, you know, 
shift work, for example, is a, is a carcinogen, something mm. that causes cancer. Wow. When you don't get enough sleep, your cortisol increases, and you end up eating greasy, salty foods, and it, you know, just your, your body functions properly when you get enough sleep. And mm-hmm. without that, without sleep for two or three days, you're going to go crazy. Chronic sleep deprivation, you're going to get disease. You're going to mm-hmm. gain weight. You're going to get that centripetal obesity, and and just hormonally, everything gets so, out of whack. So believers should get out of those night shifts. You know, you, at some point, you you. You have to just trust God for his grace mm-hmm. because, so, you know, sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. And yeah. and God's, you know, and I guess I would add that to this thing is, you know, God answers prayer mm-hmm. and he knows. Yeah. And, and, but, and, and I'm, I'm still working night shifts a couple of times a month and I'm just trusting God for it. This mm-hmm. is kind of where he has me and what he has me doing. And it's not like I'm doing it all the time anymore, but. Yeah, it is a consideration. If someone's chronically sleep deprived, then they, you know, you need to look at that mm-hmm. and look at it in terms of your stewardship. And there's times where you're not going to get. So I haven't gotten seven hours of sleep this week, a night. You know, just can you feel it? Busy. Yeah. 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 I mix all my words up and stuff. <laughs> you know? Being on a podcast is uh, not the best thing to do when you, when you haven't gotten yeah. enough sleep. Um, um, so, so that's that's kind of the other is this is sleep. Are, are there other things that we? Yeah, sunscreen. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, there's a verse that says, don't give place to the devil. And and we know that's really probably talking about how we live. But at the same time, if I'm not wearing my seatbelt, am I giving place to the devil? If I don't wear sunscreen, am I, am I? So in other words, if I'm not actually, let's say I don't use sunscreen and, 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 and I get melanoma again, mm-hmm. I had melanoma and they got it before it spread and Let's say I don't wear sunscreen, and and I know that sunscreen helps prevent melanoma, but I get melanoma and I die. I don't know. Is God going to say I should use sunscreen, or you know, if I yeah. if I don't wear my seatbelt, am I giving place to the devil? Because now all a deer runs in front of my car, and I get in a wreck, and I get hurt. Yeah, these are unnecessary. So ri- it's risks. unnecessary risks, and so you know, some things like that are, are things I think regular common sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, our listeners here are probably not drinking much alcohol or using tobacco or anything like that, but those would be things. And then yeah. regular doctor's visits. I think you you want to know That's what your cholesterol is. You want to know what your blood pressure is. I, I am just now making a habit of going uh, regularly to the doctor, yeah. which is something as a young man, I just didn't do. I neglected constantly. And, yeah. and now I, I regret it. You know, I think I have an allergy of some sort and- and I've got to get that figured out. And now I'm calling the doctor, doing things I've never done in my whole <laughs> life. Like, hey, I don't know what you call it, but can I get one of them allergy tests? You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I have no idea what I'm doing. And they're like, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But these are things that I've neglected and now I'm, I'm catching up on. But I, I recognize maybe a little late in the game that it's important for, for us to get regular checkups and, and to know where we stand health-wise. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the... If I wouldn't have got that mole removed, I, I wouldn't be here today. Mm. And I never would have been a, a pastor and I never would have discipled the people I've discipled and taught the things I've taught. And, and you know, yeah, um, it was just a mole. Well, no, it wasn't. It, it was actually skin cancer. And, and, you know, heart disease is probably what's going to kill us, you know, mm-hmm. 
Well, I can decrease my mortality by 30% if I keep my cholesterol down and I and I keep my blood pressure down. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what it is. I don't feel bad. Yeah. I just have to go get it checked. And and yeah. so I think, you know, especially in those areas that you're screening stuff, get that mole checked, yeah. get your screening stuff you're supposed to get done and and get your cholesterol checked and and your make sure your blood sugar is okay and those sorts of things and um because there's your 10 years, you right. know. Yeah. And there's your vitality. Well, Chris, I think this has been incredibly practical um in terms of helping us understand ch- changes that we need to make and uh and the why, you know. I think a lot of times the the motivation has to begin with the why. There yeah. has to be a, a spiritual reason, a catalyst for making change. And I think you've, you've done a good job of explaining to us what that should be. Um, in, in summary, um, what do you think that we should know? And what do you think the end, the end goal should be for a, a Christian life uh, that's mission-minded, mission-focused, uh, and stewarding their body right? Yeah. So switching over from the stewarding, I'm sorry, from the ownership to the stewardship mentality, and then making sure that the solution matches the problem. Don't look for a quick fix to drop 20 pounds. The, the, the 20 pounds is just a symptom of the problem. Fix the, the underlying problem. And, 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 and then if we can do that, then we can do this through temperance as we walk in the Spirit and not through willpower. We won't be conflicted. And, and then, to, you know, that's really one of my goals is just to help people know that you can do this. Just bring this area under the Lordship of Christ. Focus on the the stewardship, and just repent of the things you need to repent of. That's mm-hmm. way different than trying to generate a bunch of willpower like that lasts a week or maybe two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're just back back where you were. So so those would be things. And then, you know, to, to help people break free from the fear of the hardship that comes from a countercultural, you know, lifestyle when it comes to diet, health, exercise. Mm-hmm. And just look. And, and so... I'm doing some intermittent fasting with strength training. Okay, so just embrace it. Yeah. yeah, but it's hard and I have to be hungry. Yeah, but if it's for the Lord, then I don't mind doing that. Right. right. So exercising regularly, it takes time. Well, yeah, but embrace the hardship because that's what it takes. Abram, so so Lot, he chose, you know, look left, look right. Lot goes one way. Abraham, Abram's like, go, you know, I'll take the other way. Lot took the direction that looked like Egypt. It looked like the world because it was so yeah, easy and comfortable. Comfortable. I won't have to, lots of my cows can just go out in the yard and eat. And then, okay. And then when the enemy comes, Abram has to come rescue Lot. Why? Well, because Abram's out there scrabbling around in the hills and the rocks. Yeah, he, he chose, he he chose the hard way, but that enabled him. So it just envision this maybe. So, man, let's let's... Let's grab James five, and and our and our kids, and let's get let's get a bunch of LFBI students, and let's go take a missions trip to India. Let's go to Arissa with Pradeep, and let's just show him. Look, we we can do it. Mm-hmm. We've been stewarding our lives. We represent the Lord Jesus Christ, not a typical American whose testimony is you can't do that because you're all too. Yeah. 
No, yeah. let's go up to the top of and the mountain. And what about that village? Let's go, hey, Pradeep, we want to go up there. Yeah. That's what we're here for, is to go and and that that's that would be worth getting in shape for. That'd be worth going for to sure. the gym for. For I sure. I don't care that <laughs> I mean, you get older, it's not about trying to be jacked or whatever. Like you actually want to still be able to go do stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it's at. That's what we need to do. Well, Chris, thank you. I mean, this is a very practical episode, but I think it's one that we need to hear. And it's obviously, it's a, it's a plague on our society, but uh, that means that it's gotten into the church too. And, and uh, we need to fight against, um, you know, misstewardship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise God. So thank you. We appreciate you for your wisdom. Good to be here. Thank you. Yeah. And we want to thank you as well for joining us for this episode of The Postscript. And uh, while this episode doesn't correlate directly with any of our courses in LFBI, uh, it does remind us that we are people on a mission. And, you know, our bodies have something to do with that because it's our bodies that carry us and, and do the going uh, that the Great Commission asks of us, uh, one foot right in front of the other. And so rem reminding ourselves that our body is really important and that we got to keep it in shape uh, in order to do that work is is pivotal pivotal to, to who we are and, and as believers. If you're interested in learning more about the mission, though, um, we do offer a series of courses in LFBI devoted to missions. Introduction to Missions is a 16-week course that basically sets you up to see uh, how the mission has worked throughout Scripture and how it is working in the life of contemporary believers today as well as new, for New Testament Christians. And then we have Missions 1, 2, and 3 that are all about the equipping and preparing you for the field and for the work of missions and missions support. And so we want to invite you to check those classes out. They're being offered regularly, uh, every semester even, and so uh, you can jump on at any time. But we love you and we're grateful for you. We ask that you go to lfbi.org to learn more about who we are. But with that, we hope to see you again next week for another episode of The Postscript. God bless. Thanks for listening to The Postscript. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a rating and review in order to help other people find our podcast. If you value this show, Please help us continue creating content by supporting Living Faith Bible Institute at lfbi.org support.